This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Donna Chavis. Thank you, Sid, and thank you all for joining us today. Our guest has been operating in the manifestation of the Holy Spirit's power for decades, but a revelation of the sevenfold Spirit of God literally changed everything for him. Now, you might be saying, hmm, what is the sevenfold Spirit of God? Well, you're about to find out from our guest, Keith Miller. Hi, Keith. Hi, it's great to be here and look forward to what the Lord's going to release to all the listeners as they listen. I believe the Lord's going to uh, release a tremendous activation and revelation of the sevenfold flow. So it's a blessing to be with you. Oh, yes, I believe so, too. Thank you. And now, Keith, I have to say that normally when I'm putting together an outline for an interview, it's usually a little bit easier than yours was. <laughs> and the reason for that is, honestly, you've had so many powerful and, and literally life-changing supernatural encounters that I just didn't know where to start. So you know what I did? I decided to do the old standby and just start at the beginning. I know that you didn't grow up in a Christian home, so what was your first experience with God? Well, even as a young boy, my mom is interesting because my mom said I would sneak across the street to the church, but I really always knew about the Lord and believed in the Lord, but really didn't have a saving relationship or any kind of relationship with the Lord. But uh, what took place was my wife, uh, who was a very solid Christian, and uh, she, in fact, I always said the first person I ever saw Jesus in was my wife, because she loved me unconditionally and stayed with me over the years, because I was actually a third-generation alcoholic, and so uh, I would get drunk, and, and but for several years, I quit drinking, but it went back to drinking, and it was even worse than the previous times, and so it was during that period of time, my wife actually got sick. Uh, rheumatoid arthritis really bad and so she had went to the doctor and they had given her the prognosis of this of this disease that was incurable and I, I didn't know what to do I, I really thought well we whatever we need to do financially and they said well you don't understand we can treat this but as it isn't we can't cure this and so it really got to me because the most important person in my life that points to my wife and my boys. And so I'm driving back from a job, doing an estimate on a job as I'm an electrician, have my own electrical business, and I simply say a prayer. I, I mean, really, I didn't even know why I made the prayer, So, I, but I just actually said, hey, God, how about healing my wife? And uh, all of a sudden, it was just like, boom, okay, I will. I heard audibly, the voice of the Lord, I, it so shook me up and scared me. I literally sammed on the brakes and went off on the side of the road, jumped out of my pickup and thinking, what in the world is going on here? So this was a literal voice that you heard. Yes, it was the audible voice of God, yes. And uh, I even looked in the back of my extended uh, cab truck and said, is there somebody hiding back there? 
and it just shook me up, and I was just shaking and got back in my truck and started driving. I'm heading home after doing the assessment, and then I heard, but where am I the rest of the time in your life? And just oh. like my, I was just having this flashbacks of my life of how uh, hard and bitter and some of the things I'd gone through as a young kid, you know, from going through a third-generation alcoholic home. And I just began to weep, and I hadn't cried in years. And so when I, but as I made it home, I called my wife. She's at the doctor to start treatments. And so I call her. And so she got on the phone. I said, babe, what are they saying? She said, you're not going to believe this. I said, what? She said, they said it was a mistake. I'm fine. So I said, I got to go. And so I just hung up the phone, fell down on my knees right there and said, okay, Jesus, I don't know how we do this, but I'm yours. Come into my heart. I give you everything. I'm, I, I just, I'm just blowed away. I just love you with all my heart. And at that moment, I just give my life to Jesus. And literally at that mo- my, moment, my whole life so radically changed that even kid that a kid around that I had to learn how to talk again and everything because at one moment I was just completely changed. Wow, and I I know I love the the innocence and sometimes in our ignorance when we don't really know anything. Sometimes we just we're, we're so innocent and we're so simplistic when we say when we talk to God and you're like even you said. I don't really know how this works, but I know that I want you. I know that I need you. And and then shortly after that. You were just reading in the Bible, and you read about the infilling of the Holy Spirit, and and you also, basically the same way, received the 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 filling of the Holy Spirit. That's exactly right. As I immediately wanted to learn all I could because I have never felt like the way I felt. I mean, it was amazing. <laughs> all my life, I was looking for this. I I had a peace and His presence. His presence was so powerfully on me that for like two weeks I wouldn't even talk because I was afraid I would offend him and leave. And so I just wanted to learn all I could sure. about the Bible and started studying the Scripture. And when I saw about this person named Holy Spirit, I wanted everything I could from the Lord. So I just said, hey, I don't understand this, but uh, I welcome you, Holy Spirit, into my life. And immediately I was literally filled with the Holy Spirit. And so... And then right after that, I immediately begin to engage in ability of visions and seer anointing and so forth immediately. Yes, yes. Now, we talked about the title of the book, The Sevenfold Spirit of God. I mean, wow, when I saw that, I'm thinking, oh, what is that? What is that about? So we just absolutely loved it. Why did you feel the need to, to write this particular book, Keith? Well, in this particular encounter, which was a life-changing encounter for me, it was more than just for me. The Lord actually commissioned me, and he really want, He literally gave me the uh, assignment, if you would, and a commissioning. Get this out. Study. It isn't about preaching. Study. Activate in your own life, and then begin to release it and bring the revelation to it in everyday living for every believer. Yes, and that is exactly what you have done when we read this you know at least two of our people here at the um at the ministry read every book that comes in that we consider for a program and that is exactly what you have done you have laid this revelation out there for everyone i i know that that you believe that anointing is transferable or impartable and you 
you actually wanted the anointing and, and sought after the anointing at some other ministers that you went to and, and you sought after some anointing, not that you wanted their particular ministry anointing, but but you just wanted an anointing for your own. Yes, that's correct. I was pastoring a church, and I really got to the place that I was, uh, a place where I was broken because we'd see people come, and they'd actually respond to the ministry time and come to the front, but they would leave the same way they came. And one day I just said, hey, Lord, there's there's got to be something more than this. So I just began to press into the Lord every morning. Psalm 63 began my, became my cry. Oh, God, early will I seek you. I want to see your glory and your power in the sanctuary. And so as I started doing this, uh, I happened to turn on TV and was watching the minister, and I saw this young boy be healed, and it, it really touched my heart because in the early days when I felt filled with the Holy Spirit, one of the things I saw in a vision was people being healed. Didn't understand it at that time, but that's exactly as I saw this take place, what I saw in my vision years ago. So we went to this uh, conference, and I'm standing at the back, and all of a sudden I just felt like a river and buckets of oil being poured upon me. And I go, what in the world is going on here? Because I wanted the anointing, and I didn't know what was taking place, but I just I just knew it was the Lord. And so literally he just saturated me with the anointing. And immediately I saw the results of the anointing. So it came out of the desperation of what I wasn't seeing that I began to cry out for the anointing because I knew I needed the anointing to see the power of God move and what he had put on my heart. You know, I, I love something that you told me uh, just really was powerful to me. You said, you know, I used to pray out of a deep need, but when I began to pray out of a deep hunger, not out of need, but out of hunger, you know, uh, uh, that was transformative to me. So I know you actually received this powerful experience, this life-changing, mighty download of the anointing. It was in 1994, you told us. And it wasn't long after that, you did a revival in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Keith. And how was your ministry in your life changed since you had received that download? Yes, it, I do want to say as we go into this, though, for the wonderful listeners right now, just feel this stirring of the Holy Spirit to encourage you that the Lord wants to anoint you. And please know it's not a touch. It's not a little touch or a little dab. It's the perpetual, continuous, ever-increasing, unmeasurable anointing of the Holy Spirit. There's, there's no uh, lid on this with the Holy Spirit he wants to release the anointing for you, just like he has for me. He's no respecter of any person, and you can know the same flow and the same anointing. And it did radically change my life, empowered. I was already preaching, ministering, but literally what took place is I went to a small church at the time It was a, and went started doing a revival, and the pastor had come and asked me to do like five, six days, and the first night I walked up to this man. He had had uh, some kind of accident or something, and I put my hand on his head. Well, he fell down and hit the ground and let out a big, oh, like that, a shout. And I thought, uh-oh. He hurt himself if he fell down. Now, we didn't have catchers. We didn't understand that. 
But I just kind of walked away. But he jumps up, and there's a commotion. There's like five or six people right there. And he says he's praising the Lord and shouting. Well, what had taken place was I didn't know it, but he had been in a head-on car collision and literally crushed one whole side of his face. And they fused it back together the best they could, but it even had gaps in his cheekbone area and so forth. And when he hit the floor, the Lord put his face, that's why he yelled, and the Lord just put his face right back, just beautifully back like it was supposed to originally is. Even the gap in the cheekbone was completely gone. And that's why he yelled down. Of course, I'm, I'm just going, what in the world? And he immediately after that night, he went and invited several other people. So it just broke our ministry wide open with the power and the flow of the Holy Spirit. It was amazing. I guess, I guess so. So this man came, and he was he was healed. I wanted to note, too, that you said that this particular area where you were doing this revival was called the war zone because it was such a tough and a rough area there. But So this guy was healed, obviously visibly healed, and he calls some other folks and invites them. So uh, now some of the people that he invited, they had a daughter, right, that that was suffering with a brain tumor. That's right. Yeah, he immediately went home and called this family, which was friends of his, who went to the same Catholic church that he went to. And so he called them and said, I I don't know what happened, but this guy put his hands on my head, and I'm healed. And immediately he showed them, and so that whole family showed up. And I had no idea what was going on with the daughter, and I just walk over as I'm preaching. And again, I just put my hand on her head, and the power of God hit her. She kind of went out and laid in her mom's lap. Well, I'm back preaching, and all of a sudden there's this commotion. They're praising the Lord and crying. I said, what's going on? Well, she had a brain tumor, and it had literally caused one of her eyes and ears where she couldn't see or hear because of the growth. And when the Lord instantly shrunk and uh, just literally shrunk that uh, tumor and it disappeared, she could see and hear. So he knew something had taken place. So they were just ecstatic. And, of course, the follow-up was they went and they found no trace of the tumor. So that that broke the meetings wide open. I ended up doing several months of meetings. Yes. So it was very awesome. And they actually did x-rays, everything, and it was shown medically that this tumor was gone. Completely gone, yes. And that just opened it up for even more people to begin to come. Right. And something I want to note here is you said that, that you didn't know anything about this girl. You knew that she had come, but but this is an example of the the difference that you saw in your ministry under this this new anointing that you had received because nobody said okay that little girl over there has a brain tumor and she needs to be healed is that right right that's exactly right yeah yeah flowing i i my heart in also the hunger or the desperation of need of wanting to see people's lives change that there was more than just coming and responding but nothing taking place was also I wanted to be in uh, tune or sync or flow with Holy Spirit. And so that was my heart. I, I just gave the ministry and everything I did to the Holy Spirit so Jesus would be glorified. And so I just had this knowing. And it was amazing because that's what the anointing does is give you a confidence. It's not pride. 
and it's not even anything that you're confident in you, but it's the confidence that's within you from the Holy Spirit giving you that strength to believe for the unbelievable. Yes, and we're specifically, you know, in reference to that sevenfold Spirit of God, we're specifically talking about demonstrations of of His power. So I think that's amazing. And I wanted to say, too, not just healings you were experiencing here, but salvations and, and other things. You even, as you said, you know, when when people started getting healed and the Word got out, there was a group of New Age uh, believers that actually came as well. That's right. It was, in fact, you know, when the goodness of the Lord is being poured out, it's amazing because when he's lifted up, it says he'll draw all people onto him, and that's what was happening. We begin to see Baptists, Methodists, Episcopalians, everybody come because the love of Christ is flowing in a powerful way. And so this New Age teacher heard about the meetings, and she came. And she was radically, wonderfully delivered by the presence of the Lord. I mean, the Lord just set her free. And I led her to the Lord and, and just led her right through the sinner's prayer, and she received Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. Well, from that point on, every night she'd bring 30 or 40 other New Age people with her, and it was amazing of the hundreds that got born again and what God did with them. So it wasn't just about the healing. It was just like what Jesus did. He it was like a draw of the tangible presence of the Lord that, and you could literally see the visible activity of the demonstration by the anointing. Yes. Place so people could see and, and receive Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior. So needless to say, this was quite a difference than what you had said when you cried out to the Lord and said, I'm tired of a powerless ministry. You know, I, I need your power. I need this, this anointing. So, wow, I want to get into a series of encounters that you had that actually led to this revelation of the sevenfold Spirit of God. Uh, I believe there was three of them that you've told us about. Why don't you just start from the, the first and talk to us about that? Well, as you can see, our, as I was sharing about Albuquerque, well, our ministry uh, would literally begin to excel. We saw acceleration and Wonderful things take place. You know, many meetings, uh, even one up in Pennsylvania where we actually saw uh, warlocks get born again. Wow. We saw that we were flowing strong in the power and the presence of the Lord. It was so awesome. But then one day the Lord just, uh, as I was studying, I just heard the voice of the Lord because I, I wanted to stay in that synchronization or communion of the Holy Spirit and flow with Him. And I, But I heard... Uh, the Lord say to me, why don't you ask to know the Holy Spirit like I know Holy Spirit? And I went, mm. what? Because I had prayed like, Holy Spirit, I want to know you like Charles Finney. Holy Spirit, I want to know you like Mariah Woodward Better. Holy Spirit, I want to know you like Catherine Kuhlman. But then Jesus said, ask to know the Holy Spirit like I know Holy Spirit. I went, oh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I said, uh-oh. So immediately I started diving into Scripture and the hunger. Now, before what caused me to press in for the anointing was out of that need, but this was different. This was a, a supernatural hunger placed in my heart to know what I didn't know and I needed to know. And as a result, it just became a time that I began to press into the Word and uh, the first encounter was I was actually teaching 
at a, a school of a revival, and it was my it was my session, and I was just in worship. But all of a sudden, in worship, I was just caught up in, in like a vision, and I saw this massive, huge, and let me say massive, he was just busting with strength and rippling with power, angel, and he said, open your mouth, and I'm thinking, open my mouth. And I did, and the next thing I know, I'm eating a, I, I, I thought, is this a scroll? Is this a book? I, what just happened? I sat down. My wife's right beside me. My staff's one of my uh, uh, interns is sitting. And he goes, what just happened to you? I said, I don't know. I just ate a book or something, a book <laughs> or something. And I, I so I, I'm a word person, so I, I had to find out what was going on in the word. So I began to study on everywhere it had anything to do with a scroll in Ezekiel and about the book in Revelation chapter 10, and just started realizing what it had taken place. Well, about 30 days later, I'm uh, in bed, and I wake up early one morning, and I knew I was supposed to go to the office and spend some time with the Lord. I could just feel the quickening. As I got to my office, I stepped into the foyer, and the whole foyer was filled with electrical power, holy, pure presence of the Lord, I went, oh, what's going on? And I kicked off my shoes, and so I w started walking down the the hallway, and I looked, as I looked down the hallway, that same angel. Now, this is not a vision. I'm not having a vision now or seeing in the things of the realm of the Spirit of the Lord, but he's literally there. I didn't. I didn't know what to do. I, it literally undone me. I dove into my office to the right, and when I did, I just I had been praying, Lord, I want you to show me your counsel, your plan, your intent. Whenever I go out to minister, I don't want to just do something I'm doing, but I want to know what you want to do. And it was like a 30, 45-minute time with the Lord, and it's like he pulled down these screens and would show me in these movie-type things of of. He said, from this point on, I'll show you my counsel. And then the Holy Spirit kind of lifted, and I'm on the ground, on the floor, and I asked, I said, what about the, what about the angel in the hallway? And he said, you need to see the names written on, the, it, on him. And I said, okay. So I jumped out in the hallway. It probably was a funny sight because it was fearful. It wasn't like, cool, he's here. No, it was, it was the atmosphere was holy and pure, and I jumped out in the hallway and immediately saw strength, stature, and kingdom dominion written on both from the shoulder to the arm to the elbow area, said strength, and the other one said stature, and then kingdom dominion on each leg, and he was gone. So immediately I, I knew, of course it took me like days to recover from, the encounter was amazing, as it just caused a deep this hunger I already had but it took like multiplied it like 20 times sure longer. so I began to study about everything in scripture about the strength and stature sure did you feel like this was a message that these words the strength the stature the kingdom dominion was this a, a message for you to relay to to believers or to the body yes I in fact as I began to study it out I understood that what the realm of this glory and the facet of the flow of the seventh flow couldn't be out of our natural strength or out of our stature, but we'd have to know that his strength and his stature and to begin to see the stature of Christ literally 
in us, begin to see that growth in us and to live out of his strength to be able to be carriers and to sustain that which was kind of, he was about to release to me. Yes, yes. Well, and it didn't end there for you, did it? No, it didn't. Uh, I had a meeting scheduled for seven days uh, a year before in advance, and I went to that meeting. So I just laid down in prayer before the Lord. I said, okay, Lord, you show me what you were going to, you told me you were going to show me what you want to do in each place I went. And immediately I'm in the throne room of God. Now, I was not used to this, so it was like, what is going on? And the power of God was like radiating pure atmosphere of prayer. Like your hair would be standing all up, and your, every fiber of your being is being quickened from his presence. And that's the way it felt. And, I'm, and I look, and that same angel standing on the right-hand side of the Lord, which I can just see him as a brilliant white, blue, glory facet of light and and then all of a sudden I saw his hand and in his hand he had an envelope and he handed it to the angel and the angel come handed it to me and I was shaking and I actually dropped it the angel picked it back up and gave it to me <laughs> and I opened the envelope and there wasn't paper in there it wasn't something like there was a piece of paper in there it was like it was just in there and it had two passages of scripture and the two passages of scripture were Revelation 4 5 and Isaiah 11, 2, and then I'm out of the encounter. So I knew that I was supposed to start studying Revelation 4, 5, and Isaiah 11, 2, and, and the whole thing began. So everybody is at this point hanging on to, to every word about this envelope, and it's got these two scriptures in there. What, what were the scriptures? When you started studying them, what, what was revealed to you that the scriptures said or meant? Well, immediately, the uh, two scripture was, first one was Revelation 4, 5, which it literally says, And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunders, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Well, I had just encountered the throne room in that very type of atmosphere. And so I knew as I went to Isaiah 11, 2 and read Isaiah 11, 2, it says, The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And I knew that immediately that the Lord was wanting me to learn about the seven spirits of God. And as I began to press into it, it was more than just a message for me. It was more than just something that I would preach or minister, but it was actually an assignment, a commissioning to study, to be activated, to encounter, and then everywhere I go to see that activation take place, even as they're listening right now. There's a well within you. Jesus says in John 4, 14, you have a fountain. You have a living fountain of water within you. And Jesus said, we're going to know the Holy Spirit like John 7, 37, 38, and 39. He said, out of the innermost part of your being, where you live, your spirit is with his spirit. It says that out of your most innermost part of your being will flow rivers of living water. Rivers are perpetual, constant, ever-increasing. That's what the sevenfold flow are. Yes. And that's how we're to know the Holy Spirit as believers to live in that supply. Yes. Well, you know, at the beginning of the program, I said there was just so many things. It was hard for me to know where to start. But this just floored me when you were telling me about this because uh, just the way you describe it and just, you know, when, when you've felt this personally and you're telling someone else, I mean, it just carried such an anointing while you were studying, while you were 
praying, getting as much knowledge about this revelation as you could, you also experienced a vision. Yes, and it was right after the throne room encounter. I was in a meeting here in Amarillo, and it was my own meeting. I, we were doing a, sm- a conference, and the conference was going real good. It was the last night of the conference, and I was just standing there, and all of a sudden in worship, the worship was taking place, and I look, and the Lord is standing right before me in a vision, and he just smiles. Now, it was awesome because the moment he smiled, it's like it undone everything that was ripping me off of joy. He wanted me to know his joy. Like, he loves to do what he does. He he wants us to know the joy that he has for us to fully live out of what he's applied, supplied to us through the victory of the cross. And as he just smiled, just undid me. But then he did something that just like, what just happened? He just looked at me, smiled, and stepped into me. I went, what in the world just took place? But then immediately the Lord began to speak to me because in Revelation chapter 3, verse 1, it says, "I he, he has a sevenfold flow of the Holy Spirit. And that says in Second Peter chapter 1, we can, by the divine, by the power of the Holy Spirit, can be literally know his divine nature, Christ in us. And so he was teaching me that because of who he is, and what he's made available to me in him, Christ, in us, his stature, growing into his stature, I could know that sevenfold flow yes. to teach others too. Yes. Now, you mentioned earlier that you were an electrician before you actually started ministering, became a minister. Uh, what did God show you about that? He taught me a lot about the flow because as an electrician, I, I, I really believe that a lot of things we go through in life is actually training us for what he has called for in assignments and commissionings of the Lord. And with electrical, a wire can have be rated for 600 volts. So the size of the wire isn't determined by the source because the source is 600 volts, whether it's big wire or small wire. But what determines the wire gauge is the demand or the pull on the source. So like a little wire only would pull like 15 amps, but then you have a huge motor or let's say a city, well, it's got to pull 500 amps. So the wire is huge, but here's the thing. It's the same source, not different source, both 600 volts, but what demand determines, determines how much of the pull you're going to come from the source. And it's the same way with flowing with the Lord. The more I grow in my understanding, that's why the Lord wants us to have understanding of him and his ways and his supernatural supply for us. Because the more I'm awakened, according to Ephesians 1.17, to what's already been given to me in the knowledge of him, the more I live out of that supply and see greater supply flowing for me. Yes, yes. So the source is there. It's the same. It's our supply. But we determine how much demand we put on it because you said the supply is unlimited. It's there. Yes. You know, I love that you talk so much about flow and rivers and uh, the movement and, and perpetual flow. I mean, to me, that just sounds so exciting that it's 
that he's always wanting to flow within us. And I know you when you were talking about the supply, you called it divine supply. So that's that's kind of what you you got from the vision of Jesus stepping into you. His divine supply was going to flow within you, not not your supply, but his his supply. Exactly right, because it's actually the parable he blessed us with in John fifteen five that he's the supply, and the fruit isn't out of who, what we supply, but out of our abiding with him. And the yes. more uh, we understand that abiding, which is a key, because if we have little knowledge, we don't flow but out of measure. But the more that we step into the knowledge of what's been already appropriated at the victory of the cross, the more we begin to understand it's unmeasurable, perpetual, yes. and ever-increasing. Yes. You know, I want to read this one little part that I, that I got from you. So I just, uh, sometimes it's hard for me to put it in exact words, so I'm going to read this little part. You said, the perpetual flow of the Holy Spirit provides for us on a constant daily basis. His presence comes with ever-flowing wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and reverential fear of the Lord so that we can walk in His ability and supply, not ours. Wow, Keith. (laughs) (laughs) That gets me pretty excited. It is. It's it's a joy because there's not a arriving place in this. The Bible says that it's bottomless or without measure. So we understand, then we begin to understand that every day that what I need for that day is supplied to me. Sure. Wisdom, wisdom's there. If understanding, understanding. The counsel of the Lord, the might of the Lord. And then I, I really feel one of the keys also is the reverential fear of the Lord because if you see in Isaiah eleven three, as it describes the facet of this communion with the Holy Spirit, one of the results is reverential fear of the Lord. It actually describes Jesus as one who delights in the fear of the Lord, Mm. which is not a fear, but a deep adoration, a deep, deep adoration. Yes, yes. Well, I want to uh, stop right here just for a second and just uh, let everybody know that's listening to us that Keith has prepared a resource package for you that I really consider it a must-have for every believer. It's his book, The Sevenfold Spirit of God, and his brand new and exclusive audio teaching series called Welcome to the Majestic Glory. Now, this audio teaching series includes seven sessions on the sevenfold spirit of God, one for each of those, and a special teaching and impartation of the majestic glory, which you're going to hear all about in just a little bit. Now, now, Keith, you were talking a little bit earlier when you had this vision about about Jesus stepping into you, and you, you had mentioned something about that. He actually flowed in the sevenfold spirit of God. What what were you talking about there? Yes, in Revelation 3.1, it describes as Jesus having the sevenfold flow. In Revelation chapter 1, verses 4, 5, and 6, it's amazing because it literally describes our identity now when we're born again by his, what he's done for us, by his victory, has made us kings and priests. And right in the middle of that, it also says, hello from the seven spirits of God. So we as believers are to know the sevenfold flow functioning of the Holy Spirit in our life. And, of course, this is different from the gift 
of the Holy Spirit, and each precious thing of the Holy Spirit is awesome. But the flow is dependent on one source, presence. So it's not out of me, but how I abide in the presence of the Lord. So that's the first one of the sevenfold flow is his presence. It's like a river flowing, and out of the river the supply comes to the other, which are wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. And so his presence, in flowing with his presence, gives me wisdom, and that's perpetual. There's not a, it's bottomless, otherwise I grow in wisdom. Wisdom is amazing because it's actually the creative ability to do what we've been called to do and to be able to apply it to our life. Also, yes. the Word of God, be able to take His, what He's showing us and apply it in application to our life. And understanding His ability to take that which He's showing us in Revelation and bring it and apply it to our life. We, if we have Revelation or an encounter and we have no understanding, we don't really have no way to see any fruit of that. Right. And so we need understanding. Then counsel of God is literally is the very uh, intent in the heart of the Father face to face. The prophetic's awesome, but a lot of times, like the word of knowledge is in part, but counsel is his heart, his intent. And we can live and flow and function out of his counsel. Yes. Releases the might of God. And the might of God is amazing because it's not the gift of faith. It's the spirit of might to literally, literally empower you where it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's what the spirit of might does. Perseverance, stay the course, strength supernatural ability and that's the spirit of might to walk out what he's called you to do and of course in this knowledge of the lord this is awesome because the holy spirit literally begins to open up the deep well of revelation to you first corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 says what the eye can't see the ear can't hear and what we can't understand the holy spirit will search out the deep things of god and give it to us and anytime we grow in the knowledge of god not information but revelation as we encounter him, then we also grow in a deep, deep fear of the Lord, which is adoration. It's literally an active ministry of the Holy Spirit in the believer's life to give us a, a deep adoration, a deep place where we live to honor the Lord. It's not do's and don'ts, but I live to honor him. Yes. The I have for him. Yes, wow. Well, I know you went through those quickly, and that was presence, wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. But just for you that are listening, I want you to know that in the audio teaching series, Keith actually takes each one of those and spends a little bit of time teaching you and imparting to you about each one of these uh, flows of the Spirit of God. So anyway, that was that was quick, but you'll get a lot more when you uh, get this wonderful resource. You know what, Keith, usually we ask most of our guests you know, what are some of the things that you want to talk about that you feel like are the most powerful things that you want to talk about while we have this time with you? And one of those things was you said you wanted to talk about the awe of God. What does that mean to you? The awe of God is amazing. In the recent encounter, I was waiting on the Lord, and he invited me to... Uh, expect to meet with him at 4 a.m. in the morning. Now, was this something, uh, I know you said it was around um, the, the Rosh Hashanah. Yes. And was this something that you did on a regular basis? Was this a, a, a pattern that you had done before? Every year. 
I guess every year just honoring the Lord, and I've always uh, just take time on the Feast of the Lord to honor the Lord in those, and so every year I set aside that time for the Lord in a two-day period during Rosh Hashanah, and that was what took place in this last time is I was waiting, and I usually get up about 3, 3.30 and just spend time in prayer, worship, and to see what the Lord had anything to share with me and so forth. But this particular morning, he, this one, he told me to meet at four. And I happened to be on a mountain and because uh, I'd been preaching to him on the Sunday. And when I walked out, immediately I heard the Lord say, Welcome to the majestic glory. <laughs> wow. And for the next hour and a half, which felt like five minutes, I just felt like I was in a perpetual download of the Lord wanting to bring great understanding and expectation of that we have now been given access to the majestic realm of God. It's amazing because in Second Peter chapter 1, verse 17, they actually describe the Lord's voice as majestic glory, talking about the very awesomeness of his his splendor, his beauty, but his majesty. And I believe that we're coming into a wonderful time of understanding and activation of the awe of God that comes through encountering the majestic realm of God. And so I'm just going to pray for our listeners. Oh, yes. And that right now for the joy of knowing, not information, but revelation, of the majestic glory of God, to know his excellence, his beauty, his splendor, the atmosphere of his majestic splendor. See, we have access because of what Jesus has done for us of the majestic realm of God. In Psalms chapter 145, which was one of the verses the Lord gave me to be sure and release during this time, and uh, for people with Psalms 145, and it says this, and it's very powerful, it says, I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works. The word meditate means to ponder, to study, talk about. And he says on what? The glorious splendor of his majesty. Why? So we'll know his wondrous works. And so I just believe there's a wonderful activation by the spirit of wisdom and revelation of the Father of glory in the knowledge of Jesus, of the majestic realm of God. And it creates a deep, deep awe of the, in awe being, oh my goodness, of how mighty, how glorious, how uh, splendor your presence is. And in that, it's going to change, literally, understanding that we don't have to be beat down, but we can live in fresh might, fresh strength, because in the majestic presence of the Lord, it's filled with his power, his strength, and his majesty. And we're invited into that majestic glory because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. Yes, yes. So, Father God, I just thank you for every listener who hears this, Father. I thank you that it's made readily available to us because of the precious blood of Jesus, because he went into boldly into your presence. And Psalms 85 says that his footsteps become our pathway. So we have been welcomed into your majestic glory. 
So I pray for every listener right now, Father, that by the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you would open up and quicken their understanding to your majestic realm of your majestic glory. Father, I thank you right now for the fresh activation that comes through revelation of your vastness, of your splendor, of your glory, of who you are, Father. I thank you that right now, from this point on, everything changes as we are quickened by the Holy Spirit of the revelation of your majestic glory, Father. And out of that place of your throne room presence, of your glory, we can and should see the sevenfold flow of the Holy Spirit. And I thank you for that for every listener right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, precious Father. Amen. Well, you know, I always wish that we we had all day to talk about this because this, uh, you said that you spent that time with the Lord and, and that when he said, welcome to the majestic glory, it was like an hour and a half that you spent with him. And I know that you've actually uh, are preparing a special audio teaching on this, just uh, a teaching that that is specifically talking about this encounter and you're sharing with people what you saw, what the Lord told you, what were the scriptures that he gave you, uh, this, this incredible time that you spent with them. So I can't wait for everybody to get that. And Sid and I really want to remind everybody again before we leave you of this amazing resource that we're offering today. And again, it's Keith Miller's book, The Sevenfold Spirit of God, and his brand new and exclusive audio teaching series called Welcome to the Majestic Glory. And again, this teaching includes seven sessions on the sevenfold spirit of God, one on each of them, and the special teaching and impartation of what you just heard a little bit of, the majestic glory. So Sid is here to tell you how you can get this must-have resource for yourself. You can get it for your small group if you're a part of one, for your family, for your church. Don't miss it. Sid? Keith Miller has operated in the manifestations of the Holy Spirit's power for decades, but a revelation of the sevenfold Spirit of God was a game changer. You'll be transformed too as you get to know the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of wisdom, understanding, the Spirit of the Lord, the fear of the Lord, might, knowledge, and counsel. You can get Keith Miller's newly released book, The Sevenfold Spirit of God, and his brand new and exclusive three-part audio teaching series, Partnering with the Holy Spirit, which includes seven sessions on this groundbreaking revelation of the sevenfold Spirit of God, and a special impartation, and this is my favorite, I have to tell you, a special impartation of the majestic glory, all for an investment of only 29 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9694. 
once again, that's offer number ninety six ninety four.